Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? So today's title is Ritual, Routine and Practice. What's the difference? Now, during a conversation with a colleague this morning, we discussed the difference between ritual, routine and practice. And I thought the conversation was worthy enough to share in today's episode. Now, the conversation was with my good friend and occasional collaborator, Pete Clark. And we were working on a project, our next project together today. And... We were looking at the best way to instill new behaviours based on the stuff that we teach. He's very much a mindset and leadership guy. I'm, of course, in the productivity space. And we got onto the subject of the difference between routine, practice and ritual. Now, Pete is a very well-read and very experienced kind of guy when it comes to people development. So this was a really interesting conversation. He asked me what my thoughts were on the difference between the three words. So I told him. So here's what I told him. So let's think about this. Routine practice and ritual. So when I think of routine, I think of a rather dogmatic schedule, programmed uh, daily activity type of um, behavior. So for example, a routine might be um, opening up your email every time you start work at 8.30, for example. That might be a routine. A routine might be meeting every Uh, a meeting with your team, virtual or real, at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Um, Those might be routines. Now, I have a morning routine. I use the word routine because it's just the description that has stuck. But actually, what I do is a blend of practice and ritual. But let me explain the difference. So with a routine, it is this dogmatic, let's start doing this at a particular time. So when I first started my morning routine, um, I've evolved into getting up 5.20 in the morning, meditating, um, doing yoga, doing breathing exercises, doing press-ups and holding the plank and then getting a a, uh, a shower into a cold shower. All that evolved, not all at the same time, not the same intensity, uh, not the same starting point for getting up in the morning, for example. It's evolved over six or seven months. So, But when I started, the routine was set my alarm for, I think it was 6.30 at the time, when I first started doing it, set my alarm for 6.30. So that was my routine. It was a routine because I'd not done it before. I needed to set the alarm. I even put the alarm clock outside of the bedroom. So I had to get up and go and switch it off and hope that my willpower was enough for me not to turn around and go back under the duvet. And nine and a half times out of 10, that was the case until eventually that became my practice. Okay, so that's what a routine is. It's the programmed schedule of event. It's something that requires discipline, that requires willpower to do. Now, where does practice come in? So um, I've practiced martial arts. Um, I am a first dan uh, black belt in Aikido, or at least I'm retired now. I've stopped practicing a couple of years ago. But we called our training practice because essentially that's what we were doing we were developing our skills and then we would practice our skills and through the practice it would become better so eventually I practiced Aikido now when it comes to my morning routine that has evolved more into a practice because now instead of having to dogmatically get up and force myself through willpower my practice is such that my morning schedule my morning routine is one focus on my health it's focused on my fitness and it's focused on my, my mental health as well, my physical health. So my practice, it ties in my practice of, of looking after myself, my body, my mind and my spirit. That's my practice. And I have a routine 
that supports that, although because it's sort of involved in my practice, it's no longer something that requires willpower and discipline. It is part of me. It's something that happens every single day. And I'm on currently 60-odd days, 69 days of meditation um, because I'm tracking the numbers because I'm looking to see uh, how, lo- how I do that. So um, that's the practice. So where does ritual come into it? Now, ritual is a very interesting word because there are connotations of um, spirituality or even religion uh, around ritual. And when we were talking about ritual this morning, myself and Pete, we were talking about the understanding, the meaning and the significance of what it is we're doing. So I can get up at 5.20, I can go and meditate. That's a routine. It's become a practice because I have, it's now part of me that my way I exist is that I get up and meditate. Where the ritual comes in is that before I sit down and meditate, or as I'm sitting down, before I start meditating, I reflect on what I'm doing. I recognize that I'm going to be slowing my breathing. I recognize that I'm going to be as far as I possibly can, shutting down the mental chatter. And I'm doing a focus meditation at the moment. I'm going to be focusing my attention on my breathing and parts of my body. And so the ritual of that, it recognizes that there will be some physiological benefit from slowing my heart rate, from calming down, from relaxing, from reducing any anxiety I've got. There'll be a calming of the mind, which will, which will reflect in the body. There'll be uh, a lot of relaxation. So that ritual about it is recognizing the meaning and the significance of it, rather than saying, well, I'm just going to sit and close my eyes for 20 minutes, that's it. And the ritual and the honor and respect I give to the practice creates an element of ritual. So if we think back to my practice of Aikido, there were ritualistic elements of that. So paying respect to the mat when you trod on the mat, paying respect to the sensei, uh, paying respect to the partner who you were uh, practicing the routines by bowing. Um, There's an element of ritual and respect that honors the practice that has developed out of routine. So it it was a really interesting conversation that we had. And I just thought it was useful to reflect on that. And what I found in developing the habits that I have developed so far and become productive is it it does start off as a routine. It does start off fairly dogmatic. It does start off with a, a necessary need to draw upon my willpower, my discipline to get things going. But then when I start to appreciate why I'm doing it, it starts to become more of a ritual. And then as it becomes more of a ritual, I start to see the benefits of it. It develops into a form of practice. And so it becomes more of who I am rather than what I do. And with the habits I'm developing, I'm seeing that time and time again. So a recipe for developing a new habit is to start off with the mechanics, the dogmatic step-by-step, start this, do that. And then by repetition and by evolution, then by smoothing out the edges and by understanding the value and meaning of that, that then becomes a practice, which then becomes part of me so that I don't have to think about it. It's just what I do because it's who I am. So it was a really useful conversation for us to reflect and I got a lot out of it. So I thought I'd just share that with you. Now, coming back to a routine that's not working too well for me, it's this get on top of email. Now, a few weeks ago, I decided that I needed to get on top of email. And so I did. 
I managed to reduce it massively. And since then, I pretty much remain on top of it. And I've been officially checking it twice a day and then dipping into it occasionally when I have uh, a need for it when, with the task I'm doing. But I still notice I'm opening up the emails and not doing anything about them. So I've just gone through my inbox now just to clear a whole load off and there's something from like six days ago that I had not actioned. Six days. And I'd noticed quite a few emails. And what happens, it's almost like, imagine a five-year-old on Christmas morning opening up a present, looking inside the box, doing nothing with it, and then running over to the next present, unwrapping it and repeating the process. That's, that's pretty much how I've been treating my emails. Um, now, sometimes I'm not even conscious I'm doing it. I open the email and go, yeah, okay. Open another email and go, yeah, okay. It's almost like it's become a routine. It's almost like it's become a, a practice of mine. Um, and it's one of those things I've often noticed uh, I'm doing after the fact. But it's one of those things I need to get on top of and change because, in my honest opinion, it's not consistent with the behavior of peak performer. It's not a practice that peak performer would do. And I just now reflecting on what I've just said about routine, practice and ritual. There's something in that that I've got to dip into in order to start getting on top of this behavior, this habit that I've not quite nailed just yet. So moving on then, I've, uh, I want to uh, make an admission, uh, or I say an admission, I'm a, a statement really. It's not more information than I need. Now I've been buying more books today. Amazon had another one of their daily deals today where they sell some good non-fiction Kindle books for about 99 pence each. Now, I always have a look because there are some great books that get reduced to a fraction of their usual price. And today was no exception. Now, I invested in a book on behaviours, one on procrastination, another on statistics, one on the day, of, day in the life of an ancient Egyptian, another one on selling, a classic I've already got in paperback but I thought I'd upgrade to the 2020 version, and one on discipline. Now, I explain away these purchases to myself and to my bookkeeper, my accountant. There's professional research, and technically they are. But I think the bright, shiny object syndrome has also kicked in here because actually I don't really need any more information for me to improve my productivity. I've got over 70, probably 80 books on the topic, at least 60 definitely about them, and then another 20 or so that are closely linked to them. So... I don't really need to. Uh, I don't really need any more information for me to improve my productivity. I don't need to know any more to move forward. What I really need to do is do more with what I know. Now, there's an irony here, that, uh, and I have to share this with you. So let me explain why. So I'm taking a sales training course with sales and motivational guru Gavin Ingham. It's brilliant. Uh, I've been doing it for 15, 16 weeks now, and we've come to the end of uh, the formal part of the training delivery. And he's made a point today about applying what we've learned. Now, I've been speaking to Gavin a lot over the last uh, few months. I've got to know him really well. And as uh, we're both speakers, and so we've been sharing insights, and he's, he's interviewed me, he's seen me uh, deliver some stuff. And he quoted me <laughs> today about this need to stop learning information, start doing with stuff with what we've learned, by saying knowing is not doing. Uh, knowing and not doing is not knowing, um, which is a variation on what I say. He credited me with it but it's not something I've come up with it's something I and I don't know where I've got this from which I'm I'm a bit ashamed of because I I need to track this down where I've got this from but so ironically he quoted me today making the point about moving from knowing to doing and here I am uh, struggling to or or gathering more information and not not really doing enough with what I already know 
So um, I thought I'd just share that, more so for my own purposes, so that I can just remind myself, actually, I don't need any more information. I just got to do more with what I do know. So then it comes to the last point I want to make today, which is I'm still not in the rhythm of my work. So a few weeks ago, I made some progress by um, realizing that I was just letting things flap around in the day and doing them at some point when I, sort of when I felt like it. So I started putting my things in a schedule. I limited inbound phone calls for uh, anything outside of me generating business to a couple of, uh, an hour or so in the afternoon. I scheduled my podcast, we've done between uh, six o'clock. I scheduled when I do my emails at lunchtime and uh, I started doing that. Um, but I need to tighten up on it because it's now 7.40pm when I'm recording this. This should have been done between 6pm and 7pm, but it wasn't. I let it slip. And I can't justify, I can't explain. There's no excuse why it slipped. I've just allowed it to slip. Um, and so I'm still not there in the rhythm of my work because I think that the moving forward, I've got to get into that pace where I do the right things at the right time. Um, Gavin Ingham talks about having a system having a process, and I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's so important, I'm reminding myself of this, is that without a system, we will let our emotions decide what we feel like doing. We'll be, we'll be at the whim of what we feel like doing rather than what we should be done. And I've moved closer towards putting a structure in place for it, but I'm still not quite there. It's a bit frustrating. And I mentioned yesterday uh, when I referenced the... Um, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, talking about turning professional. And I think it's just a case, that's all I've got to do. That is all I've got to do. I've just got to turn professional and get on with it. But something also needs to shift, but I don't know what it is. At least I don't know. In fact, if, if my, my NLP friends will say to me, Michael, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would it be? It's a bloody good question, that. And I think the answer would be, it's about my identity I think that fundamentally what it comes down to I'm, I am acting consistent with the identity of someone who just goes from email to email opening them up buys lots of books and reads them and doesn't do anything with them lets the how he feels decide what he does that's the identity I've got at the moment and I hate to admit that because after 278 episodes you'd like to think spread over 18 months, you'd like to think that I would have gotten way, uh, got that sorted out by now and that I'd be this super uber productive ninja. Well, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Um, but I suppose at least I know I'm not yet there yet. The awareness of knowing where I am and recognising it and being honest with it, hence me sharing that with you on this uh, podcast. At least I'm, I'm at a starting point. Now, I have made progress. I think I have a tendency to be very hard on myself. But I have to be honest with myself as well. I can't just stand up there and recommend these things if I'm not doing it properly myself. But I suppose at least I can point out, well, I, okay, I, I know what I should be doing, therefore I can point that out to someone else and hopefully that will, that will be enough for them. But I do need to start moving forward. And I, I keep coming back to this identity thing. And it and and yet I talk about it and then don't do anything with it. So I'm not doing stuff with what I know. Um, and I, I'm I'm going off piste here. I'm just, just rambling a little bit as I self-reflect in the moment. So just so you know, I didn't just write a script and read it out. I put some notes down and I use that as a guide to to share my thoughts. And this is where I am at the moment. So if I did know the answer, what would it be? Well, the answer would be, well, get on and dive into the identity and sort something out about that. 
And I've played around a little bit with that recently, but obviously not enough. So rather than bore you with some more ramblings that are taken away from the structure I started with this episode, I will end the episode there and uh, look forward to sharing with you, uh, sharing more ideas with you tomorrow. So until tomorrow.